One in Three Women, the podcast by Companies United to End Domestic Violence. Hello and welcome to One in Three Women, the podcast by Companies United to End Domestic Violence. A podcast from the One in Three Women Network on the occasion of the 21st International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. One in three women. On the one hand, a terrible statistic, and on the other hand, the name of a powerful network. The statistic is that one in three women in the world has suffered physical and or sexual violence at some point in her life. The powerful network is the first European network of companies committed to combating violence against women. The One in Three Women Network, co-founded in 2018 by FAS, the foundation Agir Contre l'Exclusion, Acting Against Exclusion, and the Caring Foundation, today also includes L'Oréal, Corian, Carrefour, BNP Paribas, the Solidarity Fund We Care, SNCF, Publicis, PwC, and EPNAC. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference that companies are making and can make. And to discuss that... Five women. Laurence Drake, Executive Director of the FAS Foundation. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Céline Bonner, Executive Director of the Caring Foundation. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Margaret Johnston-Clark, Global Chief Diversity and Inclusion of L'Oréal Group. Hello, Margaret. Bonjour. Hello. Mathilde Tabari, Head of European Social Relations and Employees Engagement of Corian. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. And Caroline Courtin, Head of Diversity and Inclusion at BNP Paribas. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. In today's programme, first, we'll be finding out about One in Three Women and the network's raison d'être. Then, we'll be talking about lockdown and the tools to support women in the face of violence in this very particular context. And finally, to better understand the impact that companies can and must have in the fight against domestic violence, we'll be taking a look at initiatives from the different companies that make up the network. Going to work, getting support. You are executive director of the foundation Agir Contre l'Exclusion, Acting Against Exclusion, or the FAS Foundation, co-founder of the One in Three Women Network, along with the Caring Foundation. Now, this is a network of companies, whereas we tend to think that domestic violence is mainly a private matter. Yes, of course. The observation we've made is that violence is a reality in society. Many victims are employees in companies and the violence obviously has an impact on their life at work. Because, of course, violence doesn't stop at the doors of home. It doesn't stop at the doors of the company. Victims carry with them what they go through every day and the workplace is sometimes the only place where the victim is out of reach of their abuser. Even if in some cases the violence can continue with cyber harassment, sometimes insulting phone calls, but also abuse on social networks. Basically, the threat is always there. It doesn't stop when the victim is at work. And all this led to the creation of the network in 2018. And a key element is the Charter of Commitment. 
Yes, absolutely. And as a result of that, the whole thing is more structured. The Charter was a way to organise our commitment. It's had a strong structuring effect. It really gets companies on board. Since 2018, the network has been joined by new companies and it has several goals. First, to create tools for the business world, tools to raise awareness, to be supportive. Obviously, to raise awareness among staff and to support the victims. The idea is to find actual solutions and at the same time to produce action research on the subject so that every day we progress, we gain a few new actions and we can test things out in companies. Of course. And the One in Three Women Network commissioned a major study that was published in November 2019, I think. Um, What is the point of a study on a subject that is unfortunately already quite well known? Yeah, I think we have all really become aware. Everyone has become aware of what a major issue the subject of domestic violence is. And at the same time, we hadn't yet measured the impact of these issues on working life. So, with this study, we were able to clarify all of that. In fact, the FAS Foundation and the network were already convinced that the impact was real, long before doing the study, but the study supplied actual examples and, unfortunately, confirmed our conviction. It's called How Does Domestic Violence Impact the Workplace? And it's the first study to be carried out on such a scale in Europe with 40,000 employees surveyed, six member companies of the network in six European countries, which is huge. Our aim was to measure the impact of domestic violence on employees, but also on their colleagues and on the company as a whole. And to give you just two figures, we know that two out of every ten employees have reported experiencing or having experienced domestic violence, with consequences on their working life. We also know that 55% of the victims state that this violence has affected their work in terms of lateness, absenteeism, and sometimes even presenteeism, fatigue, stress, reduced productivity and 24% of the victims have taken leave because of the domestic violence they have suffered which is a significant proportion. (laughs) Yes it certainly is. Now our guests today represent the companies which are members of the network. Ladies do you agree with Laurence Drake on the relevance of this study? Céline Bonner from the Caring Foundation. Yes, of course, I agree with Laurence. The Caring Foundation has been fighting against violence against women for 12 years and we've been training our staff for several years. It's clearly the responsibility of the company to understand the impact of domestic violence and to support the woman, if she so wishes, together with support organisations. When this network was created with FAS, we were confronted, as Laurence mentioned, with the eternal question of home life versus work life. So putting figures on the extent of the phenomenon has allowed us to grow the network, all the more so thanks to the academic rigour of the research. The study highlights the impact of domestic violence on the woman's work environment, on her managers, on her colleagues. 37% of the women interviewed had spoken about it with someone at work, so we really are right at the heart of the subject. On the other hand, 
Less than one person in five knows about the resources available within their company. So there is a lot of room for improvement for all of us. We need to develop awareness, to communicate on the different forms of domestic violence, which include psychological violence, harassment, manipulation, and always get the message out that this violence concerns all backgrounds, social classes, cultures, etc. Yes, a very important message. Now, you've talked about the resources available to victims of domestic violence. These resources unfortunately proved very useful during the first lockdown and are again proving valuable during this second lockdown. Combating domestic violence during lockdown. It is, sadly, a well-known fact that the first COVID-19 lockdown saw an increase in the incidence of violence and abuse in the home. The same is almost certainly true of this second lockdown. But there are already new tools, a new awareness, that will certainly, if not eliminate the phenomenon, at least reduce it. The One in Three Women Network is very active on this key subject. Margaret Johnston-Clark from L'Oréal Les violences conjugales ne sont pas privées de sortie, so domestic violence is not locked down. That's the communications campaign One in Three Women led during the first lockdown and which is in full swing again today. What is it exactly? Yes, it's a campaign that was launched during the first lockdown with the help of Publicis. And yes, awareness raising and communication are part of the good practice of our network to support specialized support organizations. I would just like to say that companies are not meant to directly take care of victims, but rather to guide them and put them in touch with specialized organizations. In the case of lockdown, we mobilize support for the National Federation of Women's Solidarity in France by sharing the number 3919 with the general public and by supporting their appeal for donations. This campaign was obviously digital, but also on the radio, and after lockdown was lifted on May 11th, it also came out in the metro in Paris. Right, yes, the campaign in the Paris metro, of course, yeah. And this number, 3919, is that actually a hotline? Yes, absolutely. The 3919 is a national helpline for women who are victims of violence, but also for their family and friends and the professionals concerned. It's a free anonymous hotline that's been around for years and that does really very important work. And you just dial 3919 on your phone? Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you very much. Mathilde Tabari, you've seen the figures about the incidence of domestic violence during the first confinement, haven't you? Yes, yes we have. We were in touch with the Fédération Nationale Solidarité Femme, National Federation of Women's Solidarity, just after the first lockdown. And we saw an increase in the number of incoming calls from women victims of violence, an increase of 196% during the first lockdown. That took the number of calls from 250 per day to 1,200. It's huge. 73 different associations had to work together just so that all of the calls could be answered. So the situation is really very, very critical, and the associations really need donations so that they can accomplish company and house the victims. And it's with this in mind that the One in Three Women Network decided to relaunch the campaign with the FNSF, with the financial support of the member companies. 
Right. And do we already have figures on the second lockdown, which is currently underway in France? No, not yet to my knowledge. But unfortunately, we can well imagine that the situation is difficult once again. And that's why it's important to help these associations. Absolutely. Thank you, Mathilde. In addition to this joint action, the companies have made a commitment to their employees. Caroline Courtin, BNP Paribas, has taken several different initiatives. Yes. First of all, in this critical period, we have observed two key things. The aggravation of existing situations of violence, but also the emergence of new situations of violence. And if we have been able to make this observation, it's because beyond the measures that were already in place, the action I'm going to talk about have allowed us to keep in touch. Beyond the measures that were already in place, the actions I am going to talk about have allowed us to keep in touch, to be aware of the difficulties and to support the victims despite their isolation. Like the other companies in the network, we first of all reinforced and multiplied the messages, either by email or via our internet. Messages that were sent to all employees, but also to different levels of management. We also ran new awareness campaigns to remind people, as we said a little earlier, of what means of contact there are within the company for victims. And then, on the ground, we opened a 24-7 listening and support platform and made financial donations to associations to support them, specialized associations that were in great need. Yes, important work. And when you talk about new situations of violence, do you mean that people who were not violent before expressed this violence for the first time during lockdown? En fait, in fact, victims often manage to calm down violent situations by physically getting out of them. They manage because they get out. They manage to put a stop to a situation. Whereas during lockdown, when the violence escalates, it is much more difficult to get away from it. And so, in fact, in the statistics, in our own statistics and in the external statistics, there was an increase in violence that could not be contained. Oh, I see. Well, it's good to know that we can make a difference in these times when we all feel rather helpless in the face of the health situation. And one in three women has been trying to make a difference since its foundation. Action on the ground. The core of the One in Three Women Network's way of working is the sharing of good practice, the collective intelligence that moves us all forward. Céline Bonner. Yes, that was clearly our goal in creating this network, and that is its real strength. One in three women is composed of different companies of different sizes, different backgrounds, different sectors. So there is a real complementarity between the members of the network, and that allows us to challenge each other to better support employees. So when we discuss issues, each company comes with its own problems, sometimes from different countries, and we find solutions together. It should also be noted that we listen carefully to specialised associations. Partners such as Solidarité Femme, which was mentioned, Women's Aid in the United Kingdom, or DRA in Italy, we listen to their needs and to those of the women they support. 
And this network, One in Three Women, enables us to gain visibility to bring our subject to other spheres, like, for example, recently at the ILO, which passed a new law in June 2019. We also spoke together at an OECD event last year on violence against women. So there's real complementarity. And in real-world terms, in companies, I know that L'Oréal has worked a lot on awareness and training. Margaret? Yes, indeed, that's how we started. We started this initiative in 2018 and we wanted to set an example internally, as the Karen Foundation had done for years. We began by training our employees to make the subject known, to deconstruct a certain number of preconceived ideas that people may have about domestic violence. For example, the fact that domestic violence affects all social backgrounds and all socio-professional categories, but also to give insights and information on how to respond. One of the interesting figures we shared was the fact that 67% of victims think it is not appropriate to talk about domestic violence in the workplace. And we were able to dissect this figure and talk about it with employees because it is linked to stigma, to fear, to shame, to the worry that it may affect their career prospects. So there was a lot of work done on how to break down these preconceived ideas and lift the taboo. So how to start a discussion? These are conversations that within the company we call brave conversations to have. And they're also key to having a really inclusive, safe working environment so that employees can also tell someone about their situation and ask for help. Yes. Beyond that, there was the 2019 study which we contributed to, which Laurence referred to at the beginning, and which showed that domestic violence does not stop at the doorstep of the home. But as she said, it manifests itself in work and life, in life at the office, via emails, text messages or phone calls. So we really wanted to contribute to the creation of the information campaign, which Caroline was talking about earlier, awareness raising posters or guides for our employees. But also each of us was able to share good practice, like the BNP Paribas podcast, the Love is Not Abuse campaign from Saint-Laurent-Beauté at L'Oréal, or the You're Not Alone campaign from the Karin Foundation. So, despite everything, there are still many victims, and support and listening measures are among the most essential in an emergency. Caroline Courtin, what do the various companies in the network provide in this respect? And more generally, what support do they provide in terms of human resources? In addition to the training and awareness-raising measures that Margaret mentioned, which are particularly useful and important, I'd like to mention actions on three levels. The first level is managerial level. Several companies in the network have integrated the subject of domestic and intra-family violence into their company agreements or their HR policies. The second level is that of the action and processes that can be deployed by the Human Resources Department, which can be adapted. Specific days of leave, for example, adjusting working hours in times of crisis, or what we have set up, for example, at BNP, internal geographical mobility to allow victims to actually move away. 
Et puis le troisième niveau est celui du soutien. And then the third level is that of support, which first of all involves vigilance on the part of all HR players, but also managers and colleagues to detect weak signals, lateness, difficulty in concentration, absences, and then to activate essential resources, either internally when we can, so using, for example, occupational health services, doctors, nurses, but also the networks of social workers who provide day-to-day support to employees in difficulty. But there can also be external resources, whether they are health professionals or associations. And perhaps the most tangible support is emergency housing, which is often very difficult to get for women who are victims of violence. The companies of the One in Three Women Network are also active on this issue. Mathilde Tabari, how can companies help in these terrible situations? Yes, access to housing is a central issue for the protection of women victims of violence. I've heard that in the region around Paris, it takes about three years on average to obtain housing. And even if women victims of violence benefit from emergency status, the wait for housing remains very, very long. So, in fact, companies must act. They must act alongside these women victims of violence to help them find housing. So, how? Well, with financial aid, with partnerships and with local associations as well. It's the support by the social services that each company can put in place, which we've been able to do at Corian in France in particular. But we must find and put in place solutions that will help these women victims of violence to access housing. And so, within the One in Three network, we share these practices and we're working on communicating on this issue with one voice. Thank you all. So, we can see that good practices are invented and then shared. And the more the One in Three Women Network grows, the more its work will bear fruit, helping our colleagues get out of these dreadful situations. Get involved. And that's it for One in Three Women, the podcast from companies united to end domestic violence. Ladies, do you have any final words for our listeners? Margaret. Oui, absolument. Yes, absolutely. I would really like to say that business can make a difference, must make a difference, and it is absolutely imperative today that they commit to this fundamental issue. Completely. Thank you. And Laurence? Of course, I agree with Margaret. Just to say that, of course, we have already progressed. We've already launched the first projects, creating this magnificent project and also creating the conditions for the best support within companies. Now there are other subjects, for example, the socio-economic reintegration of women victims of violence that we need to work on. Yes, a major issue. Céline, anything to add? Yes, I think the next step for the One in Three Women Network is to go international. Violence against women knows no borders, so we are going to continue our work in a number of countries to pursue prevention and support for our women employees. Yep, very important work. And Mathilde? Yes, well, I think it's absolutely necessary to get together with other companies and associations to find solutions to this violence, and the One in Three Network makes this possible. And it is the only initiative, as far as I know, on a European level. 
And we can see in our discussions, both internally and with other companies, how much this problem goes beyond borders and concerns other countries, such as Spain, Italy and so on. So, in a word, I say to other companies, join us. Anne-Caroline. Perhaps I'll clarify one point before I go, which I think is important, is that companies should not deal with this problem on their own. And indeed, they can't. In fact, all of this is collaborative work that involves many players. And the company is an essential link in this chain. And I think that is how we must look at what we do. Absolutely, yes. This notion of complementarity that came out very strongly in our programme today. Thank you, ladies. And to join the network, to mobilise, or simply to find out more, go to the website of the Foundation Acting Against Exclusion, www.fondationfas.org. On behalf of all the women here today, to all the women and men who are listening to us, thank you. Together, let's act against domestic violence.